How many of you know you are a gate? Amen. Amen. We're going to believe God that every chain that is tied, that has been put on that gate will be broken tonight. Because God wants to come in and he wants to come in through you. Come on somebody. Hallelujah. Put your hand on your belly right now and begin to pray because out of your belly, Jesus said, out of your belly shall flow rivers, rivers, rivers. Satan wants to bind that up. He wants to put a padlock in it. He wants to make sure that that river just stays in you. But in the name of Jesus, Father, we decree and declare, let the chains be broken here tonight. Let every chain be broken here tonight. Let those prison doors be open. Let every captive go free here tonight in the name of Jesus. And we thank you that, Lord, we are becoming gates. Gates that the King of glory can come through in the name of Jesus. So we speak to every padlock. We speak to every chain that is hindering and holding the gates shut in the name of Jesus. Be broken now. Come on. Begin to speak over your life. Begin to speak over your life and say, come on, speak over that thing that is hindering you, that is holding you back and say, we break it right now. Whether it is pain, whether it is offense, whether it's unforgiveness, whether it's past hurts, whatever it may be right now, Father, we thank you that as we release these things even into your hands, as we cast these things out, we thank you that there is a grace to not only see those gates open, but for us to become channels of your glory, channels of your presence, channels of your power. In the name of Jesus, somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Glory be to God. You may take your seats in the presence of the Lord here tonight. Wow, what an awesome, awesome atmosphere in this house. Bless God. Can we appreciate the worship team and such an awesome job they've done here tonight? And I just want to thank Pastor Catherine, wherever she is over in Europe. Can we just stretch out our hands right now? Just begin to pray right now. Just say, bless her, Lord. Father, we cover her with the precious blood of Jesus. We love her. And we thank you, Lord, that she's out there, not only representing uh, Australia, but representing the kingdom of God. Bringing the kingdom of God in those places, Lord Jesus, where there may be darkness. And we thank you for healing miracles, signs and wonders and surely goodness and mercy shall follow her all the days of her life. Oh, and we thank you Father God for the blessings for the increase and for the testimonies that's going to come out of this trip in Jesus mighty name. Thank you that she is blessed going out and blessed coming in in Jesus mighty name. Somebody shout Amen. Hallelujah. We honor you. I know she may be watching this and we bless you. We thank God for you. Amen and amen. And all the leaders that are here. How many are visiting? You've, you've driven from out of town to be here. Come on. My goodness. Look at all these hands. Hallelujah. God's going to release something supernatural over your life. Amen. So be in that place of expectation. Expectation is the breeding ground of miracles. 
Come on, engage your expectations. Sometimes when our expectation is not engaged, we may miss out on our breakthroughs that we are praying for. Remember when they were praying for Peter to be released from prison and he was captured and the saints were in a house and they were praying. And uh, when Peter was released, he came and knocked on the door and they didn't open the door. Come on, somebody. Because they didn't expect him to be free. Come on. How many of you know that? Sometimes we pray for stuff, but we're not really believing that God's going to do it. Let me tell you, he's about to do it for you. So be ready to open that door. Amen. Make sure if you, if you tell your friend, come and visit me tomorrow at 1 p.m., it doesn't matter where you are in the house, your ears are tuned in to the door. You're looking forward to that knock, amen? That, that's called expectation, amen? So let's be expectant that we will not leave this place the same way that we came. Come on, hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm, in, I'm engaging my expectation. I'm engaging my expectation. Now, this is a miracle meeting. We're going to believe God for miracles, healing, signs, and wonders. While we were worshiping, I don't know if, uh, uh, if it's somebody that is here. I didn't get a, a, a sense whether it's somebody here. But, but there's someone with a child with a skin condition, a little child, a child with a skin. Is that, is that for your friend's daughter? Come up here. I want to pray. We're just going to believe. Because I felt that there was such an urgency. Almost like a, like a cry going out before God. How many of you know God wants to heal? He wants to deliver and to set free? You can just stand in, on, in the gap. And anybody else that wants to jump in on that. If you've got a child that, that's struggling. Um, and those who may be watching this uh, online. We're just going to believe. Because I saw a skin condition. that, and, and there's prayers that have gone before God. Father, in the name of Jesus. Come on, just stretch out your hands right now. In the name of Jesus, we speak healing right now. There, oh, God's hand is not short that he cannot save father we thank you that wherever this child is that your healing presence your healing power is going out to them right now and we speak to this condition to be healed in the name of Jesus from the top of this child's head to the soles of her feet we speak wholeness now in Jesus name receive it have you believed in also for somebody your son. Father, I release it in the name of Jesus for this little boy that eczema is living right now. In the name of Jesus, as I lay hands on daddy, I pray, Father, that I'm laying hands on that little child. In Jesus' name, be healed from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. I command the condition to go right now in Jesus' mighty name. Believe in God. Also, who's this you're believing God for? My grandson. Your grandson. Father, we thank you. Let it be done. Wherever that grandson is, Father, we thank you that your healing presence is flowing right now. Touch, heal, deliver right now. I command that condition to go in Jesus' name. Go, 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 go. And I speak to infirmity. Infirmity, go now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Lord, that you're turning the situation around. 
that you're turning the situation around. You're turning that situation around in the name of Jesus. And I feel like the Lord is visiting you as well. Libroto cosata labrande kesete lebro cosata labrande rete kesata labrando cosata labrande kesete mibroto cosata labrande kesete lebrande. I don't know if you if you believe in God for a miracle in the area of housing at all, but the Lord, what's happening? You believe in God for housing? Oh, not for myself. Yeah, for who? Come closer. In the name of Jesus, Father, I thank you for miracles that you're releasing. You're releasing that she's going to be a conduit of breakthrough and miracles. The area of housing. I know there was a prayer by our brother there earlier and a prophetic word for this. And I agree with that. Let there be a release. A release right now for those even in this place who are believing God for housing in the name of Jesus. Let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so. In Jesus' name. Is also a child. Who is this child? Your daughter. Father, we thank you for this little girl. We pray, Father God, for healing. We command this condition to live in the name of Jesus. Infirmity, go, 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 right now. In Jesus' name. In three, two, one. Take a lebrando. I command it to go now and never come back. Never come back. Father God, I lay hands on this child. We decree and declare healing. Healing. Let healing flow. In Jesus' mighty name, let healing flow. In the name of Jesus, whatever is wrong with this child, Lord, we speak healing and wholeness right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And thank you, Lord, that you're touching mom as well. That you're touching this family. By your grace, by your anointing, let your fire fall. Let your fire fall. And I thank you that every generational curse is broken. In the name of Jesus, I speak new beginnings. New beginnings. New beginnings. New beginnings in Jesus' mighty name. The Lord is wiping away your tears, my sister. The Lord is wiping away your tears. I'm seeing you struggling a lot. Struggling, struggling. Life has not been easy. But Father God, I pray for healing right now and restoration. Restoration. Where there has been pain, let there be gain. Where there's been pain, let there be gain. And I thank you, Lord, that you're turning the situations in her life around. That she will see the blessing of the Lord that maketh rich and adds no sorrow to it. In Jesus' mighty name. I just sense like, like God wants to touch people with, with, with allergy, food allergies, food allergies as well. Father, we thank you for this child that is represented by this lady. I speak right now wholeness and healing in the name of Jesus. Wholeness and healing from the top. From the, from the top of this child's head to their, to their feet. I speak wholeness now. Lord, touch them, touch them, touch them. And let them be made whole in Jesus' mighty name. 
healing is flowing right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Is this a food allergy? Food allergy? If you need a healing touch in your body, just stand up right where you are. I'm going to lay hands in a, on her for in a minute. But just stand right where you are. If you, if you came, believe in God for a healing. Just stand up right where you are. In Jesus' name. Just stand up right where you are. Now, I want you to look around. Those who are sitting, just look around. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to need your hands. I want you to reach out to where these people are. Just reach out to them and lay hands on them. Now, those who stood up, believe in God for healing. Lift up your hand until somebody is until somebody lays hands on you and when and if there's somebody that comes and lays hands on you you can put your hand down so so we can know who doesn't have anybody to lay hands on them okay i see a hand still up there for somebody to go and lay hands on my brother all right just if 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 somebody has already come and laid hands on you you can put your hand down in jesus name so we know that you've got somebody that is that is praying for you karada kaskuta in the name of Jesus. Now just begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for them. Begin to pray for them. In the name of Jesus. Be healed from this condition. Put your hand over your belly. Every intolerance, every allergic issue, I command it to leave this body. I command it to go now. Lose her. Lose her right now. Infirmity, you come out. You come out. You lose her right now. Loose her, loose her, loose her and let her go. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, everything that has been generational, everything that has not been working in this body, I command you right now, you turn her loose. Turn her loose right now. I said, come out, come out, come out, come out, loose her, loose her, loose her, loose her and let her go. I said, go now in the mighty name and blood of Jesus. Turn her loose, turn her loose. Father, we thank you that where there were intolerance before, there's going to be there's going to be no intolerance right now. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Father, everything that this body requires to do what it needs to do with all that is consumed, Father, I pray for your healing touch, for there to be restoration right now, restoration, 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 in the name of Jesus. Let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so. Let it be so. And Father, not only him, I pray for everybody represented by him, Lord Jesus. Even whether it's family or extended family, I pray, Father God, for a household miracle. Miracle, miracle, household breakthrough miracle in the name of Jesus. Take a deep breath. I release new life, new life, new life. Now, those of you who have been prayed for, I want you to say, pain, bye-bye, be gone, right now, in Jesus' name. I receive my healing. I receive my healing. I receive my healing. I command right now in the name of Jesus, every sickness, every condition, every injury, every pain, every tumor, every cancer, whatever it may be, we command it right now in the name and blood of Jesus. Come out! Loose these people and let them go. Turn them loose right now in Jesus' mighty name. 
Lord, let your healing power move from the right to the left. Let it flow throughout this auditorium. Let your people be healed. Let them be healed right now in Jesus' mighty name. Let them receive their miracle. Let them receive their deliverance right now in Jesus' mighty name. Now, as you're praying for them, ask them how they're feeling. Just begin to ask them what's happening, what's going on. Just just begin to check yourself. Move your back. Move your knees. Begin to check yourself right now because the the healing presence of God is flowing. The healing presence of God is flowing right now. And I'm sensing like there is healing anointings that are beginning to be released. I feel like there are healing mantles that God is beginning to stir up right now. Oh, I feel like there's some people in this place. You, you saw healings at one time, but it feels like you've come to this place where you haven't seen healings. It's like, it's almost like there was something that, that, that waned in your life right now. Just get ready to receive in Jesus name a fresh anointing for healing. The Bible says I shall be anointed with fresh oil. Father, I pray for fresh oil, for healings and miracles, for signs and wonders in the name of Jesus. Oh, it's flowing right now. I feel there's a stirring, a stirring of the healing presence, the healing anointed. There is mantles being released right now. There are gifts being released right now. Oh, come on, receive it right now. Make room, make room, make room. As you reach out and you begin to pray for people, you are, you are stepping into it. You are stepping into that breakthrough. In Jesus' mighty name, I'm seeing a tumor beginning to shrink right now. In Jesus' name. I'm seeing growths beginning to disappear in the name of Jesus. If you've got an issue with your knee, take a deep breath and right now just begin to move your knees. Begin to move your knees. If you've got issues with your back in the name of Jesus, right now take your healing. In Jesus' name, begin to move your back. Begin to, just begin to check it. Begin to check it right now. I speak tendons, ligaments. Be healed right now. In Jesus' name, sciatic pain, be gone. Father, we pray that tinnitus, Lord, will be healed. We pray for people with issues with their ears to be healed. We pray for people with eye problems, Lord, to be healed right now. In the name of Jesus. Receive your miracle. Receive your healing. Receive your healing. Now, if you can sense something has happened, you're feeling like you had pain and the pain is gone, just begin to check yourself. The presence of God is flowing. The presence of God is flowing. Just wave at me. We're going to take a few testimonies before I, I bring the word and then just move in the gifts and release what God wants to release. Just check yourselves. Check yourselves. Check yourselves. Because I feel that there is miracles and there's healings there's somebody here with a heart issue right now i don't know i'm I'm seeing a heart issue being healed in the name of jesus in the name of jesus just receive it right now god is releasing miracles here tonight i'm seeing a heart issues being healed something like valves or something like that that there's a problem there 
right now. And if you can sense that there's something that has happened to you physically, come right now. Come to the altar. Just begin to walk up towards the altar. And uh, and we're just going to take some testimonies. We're going to hear. We want to hear what God is doing in this place. In Jesus' mighty name. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. What's happening? So I play basketball every week, social basketball, and I heard it on Wednesday. So every time I bent or do anything like that, I got a pushing pain right in the top of the kneecap. And uh, when you said pray for my knee, I took it in faith, and yeah, it's, uh, it's good. Come on. <laughs> Hallelujah. Knee pain healed. Thank you, Jesus. What's God done for you? A lot. <laughs> Tell us. Um, um, I've suffered from mental health conditions, four of them, all my life. So that's enough, eh? <laughs> and tonight, I've had a lot of healings along the way. But tonight, um, I just have this freedom on my skull. I could never, it was so tense, I could hardly touch it. And it's just gone. It's gone. It's gone. Come on. Come on, stretch out your hands towards her. Can I have somebody behind her? In the name of Jesus, it will never come back. It will never, ever, 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 ever come back. It will never, ever, ever, ever come back. In the name of Jesus. I thank you that... Jesus is setting you free and you will set others free. You will set others free. He sets you free to free others. He sets you free to free others. Who else? Something has happened to you. You felt there's a shift, something just taking place. The, The Lord is doing something. I don't know who this young man is. There's a fresh anointing that God is releasing over him. There's a fresh, you just want to bring him up here. Just if you can get him up here, that'll be great. Father God, let the fire of the Holy Ghost, let it just sit on him, Lord. There is this fresh oil God is releasing. There is fresh oil God is releasing. The lady in the blue, there is a fresh anointing coming upon you. Come, come, come. Healing, there is healing, healing grace. One, two, three. Let it be released over her, Lord. Let it be released over her, Lord. Let it be released over her, Lord. These prophetic graces that are being stirred up. I know this is such a prophetic house. If you haven't had a depth in the prophetic, a depth in the prophetic, just begin to lift up your hands and pray because I feel like the Lord is going to begin to release a greater, there's even a greater, greater anointing even in the prophetic that God is releasing right now. Oh, Father, we that you're opening eyes, that you're opening spiritual ears. In these last days, your people shall hear, they shall see clearly, clearly. There's going to be a level of supernatural clarity, Lord, that is going to come over your people in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, just receive it. Just just pull it down by faith. Shabababrodokosalabandekesetelebradokosata. Repatokosha. 
see evangelism right now being released. There's, there's such an anointing for supernatural evangelism. It's not, it's, it's gonna be more than just praying, preaching. It's gonna be with signs and wonders. There's gonna be signs and wonders. I'm, I'm seeing mantles being released. Where are the evangelists? Stand up if you can. Just say, Oh, brande kesete. Oh, those evangelists, come up here. Just run up to the altar. Father, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, let there be mantles for signs, wonders, and miracles. Lift up your hands. Lift up your hands. Oh, take a, take a mandala bande keshete. Paul said my preaching and my teaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom but in the demonstration of power that your faith may not be in the wisdom of men but may be in the power of God God is looking for people who are going to believe more than just you know Jesus saves then when God wants people to believe that Jesus heals us well that Jesus sets free hallelujah father God I pray let the anointing begin to flow let there be signs and wonders and miracles let there be mantles being released right now in Jesus name I say go into the streets there's gonna be miracles 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 are you ready for it are you ready for it Lift up your hands, lift up your hands. Father, I release it in Jesus' name. One, two, three. Take it, 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 take it. Fire right now is beginning to flow. Fire, 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 fire. Take cash commando kosata. Mi prande kesete. Mi shata kamanda kababa masate. Bi bobo kote kemando. Rete keshete kemando kosata. In the name of Jesus. Pasheteke. Nande kesete. Signs, wonders and miracles. Signs, wonders and miracles. Signs, wonders and miracles. Signs. That's it. That's it. Take it, take it, take it, take it. That's it, that's it, that's it. Sha, take mando cosete. Power, signs, wonders, miracles will follow you. Miracles, miracles will follow you. Miracles will follow your ministry. Miracles will follow your ministry. Miracles will follow your ministry. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. That's it, that's it, that's it. Jesus, 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 let miracles, let miracles follow them. Let miracles, miracles everywhere they go, everywhere they go, everywhere they go, miracles. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, that's it, that's it, fire. The power of the Holy Ghost. Prophetic, 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 prophetic evangelism. That's it. 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 Let it be his. Prophetic evangelism. Receive it in Jesus' name. That's it. That's it. Take it. That's it. That's it. Come on. Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. 
Prophetic, prophetic. Power evangelism, supernatural evangelism. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, bring in the harvest. Bring in the harvest. Bring in the harvest with joy. Bring in the harvest. Bring in the harvest. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Oh, receive it, receive it, receive it. Jesus, mantles, 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 mantles in Jesus' name. Mantles in Jesus' name. Let it be so. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, receive it, receive it. Fire right now, fire right now, in Jesus' name. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. Shalom, shalom, shalom. God is breaking timidity. He's breaking fear. In Jesus' name, receive it, receive it, receive it, receive it. Take one step forward. That's it. You're stepping into a new dimension. Power. Receive right now. Receive, 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 receive. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you. I thank you that there is mantles, mantles, gifts, signs, wonders. Take one step forward. Just one step. One. That's it. You're, You're stepping out of your past and you're stepping into a newness. And everything that has been holding you back, turn him loose now. Loose him now. In Jesus' name. That's it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Watch them. Receive it. In the name of Jesus. Receive it in Jesus' name. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it in the name of Jesus. The power of the Holy Ghost. The power of the Holy Ghost. Fresh mantles. Fresh mantles in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for miracles. Thank you, Lord, for miracles. 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 And God shall visit you even in the night time. I see God's going to begin to increase the anointing in the dream realm. You're going to begin to have dreams, supernatural dreams in a greater, greater capacity. Let it be so. Let it be so. In Jesus' mighty name. Come and lift up your hands. Father, we thank you. Somebody say, I receive right now. I receive. I receive it. I receive it. I receive it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Mantles, gifts. Mantles and gifts. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the presence of God. I feel the presence of God. I feel the presence of God. Somebody say, I receive it right now. In Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. If you're able to take your seats. Father, I thank you. Hope. The Lord is healing 
There's some things that the enemy has tried to do to hinder your relationship with God and has to do with your perception of God. And it's almost like he wants to bring you to a place where you, you believe that God loves everybody, but does he love me? The ability to personalize your relationship. Father, I thank you that there's restoration here because it's in that place of intimacy with God that something is going to be birthed in this man's life. There's such a father heart that you have. And God is saying, I will, I will, I will, I will reveal myself as Father God through you. For even in those areas where you are hurting, there's going to be restoration. Restoration. Because I'm seeing your heart and I'm seeing scars. Just scars. Scars. But I thank you, Lord Jesus, that there's going to be blessings. And there's going to be an anointing to heal the brokenhearted that's going to flow out of this man's life. The healing gift, the healing anointing, it's not just going to be, it's, it's going to be more than just physical bodies for you. The Lord wants to restore hearts. And I see that scripture, the spirit of the Lord is upon me for he has anointed me. And one of the things that's going to be true for you, he has anointed me to heal the brokenhearted. That's one of Jesus' ministries. So Father, I thank you. And I see young men, I see people that, 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 that haven't really had that, um, that have had father issues especially. Lord, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. That there's going to be a wholeness and a restoration, a healing grace to restore coming upon this man. I release. I release it. I release it. I release it in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on somebody. Give God praise. Give God praise. Give God praise. Just keep expecting. Let me tell you, if God has begun it, he will bring it to completion. You may say, oh, it's kind of gone a little bit when I got prayed for, but it's not all the way gone. Let me tell you, that's the cloud like that of a man's hand. If you can see the cloud, you've got the rain. He who began a good work in you is faithful. Come on, somebody. To bring it to completion. So we thank God for the five loaves and the two fish. Because thanksgiving leads to multiplication. So say thank you, Lord. I know it's not all the way gone, but thank you for that 20%. Thank you for that 50%. And let me tell you, when you, you see, Jesus took the five loaves and the two fish, and he didn't say, Lord, what do you expect me to do with this? No, that's, that's not what he did. He lifted it up and he gave thanks. Thanksgiving leads to multiplication. Never complain when you haven't received your healing all the way. But thank God. If you can thank him for that 50%, he would do the other 50. 
and there will be an overflow. There, will, there is always 12 baskets full left over. That means that not only will you be healed, but you will become a carrier of healing. Overflow. Come on, somebody. Amen, amen, amen. Let me quickly bring this word, and uh, then we're going to see where the Lord takes us. Amen. Jeremiah chapter 18 verse 1. So good to see each and every one of us and Peter and Katie Dunstan, part of the Apostolic Prophetic Council and Roma here over this weekend. Good to have you and good to see Emily. I wasn't sure if you are just snacking and bless God for you, Emily. Amen. And all the leaders that are up here, God bless you. We honor you. Jeremiah chapter 18 verse 1 to 2. Verse 1 and 2. Once you find it, say amen. I only got a few points and then we're going to be done. The Bible says, The word which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go down to the porter's house and there I will cause you to hear my words. And there, somebody say there. If you have one of those Bibles that you can underline, you can underline the word there. Go down to the porter's house and there I will cause you to hear my words. First Kings 17 verse 1 to 4. And Elijah the Tishbite of the inhabitants of Gilead said to Ahab, As the Lord God of Israel lives before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain this year except at my word. Then the word of the Lord came to him saying, Get away from here and turn eastwards and hide by the brook Cherith, which flows into the Jordan. And it will be that you shall drink from the brook. I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. Somebody say there. I have commanded the ravens to feed you there. You can underline the word there. I want to preach a little bit tonight. And I've been camping around this word. The Lord's not allowed me to move from it. I've been really uh, camping around this because I feel it's a now word. I want to speak on the title, A Place Called There. A Place Called There. Why don't you look at your neighbor with real spirit spiritualize and tell them there, 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 a place. Come on, help me preach. Tell them there's a place called there. There's a place called, there's a place called, there's a place called. Look at your other the neighbor and tell them I'm going there. <laughs> I'm going there. <laughs> the Lord speaks to me in very unique ways. And sometimes he doesn't speak to me in the prayer closet. He will speak to me uh, when I'm doing some mundane things. And so one of the days my my wife said to me, we need to get some things. And I said, okay, I'm going to jump in the car and I'm going to get down to Coles. And I'm going to go and buy some some stuff for the house. Just get some things to replenish our groceries. 
So I jumped in my car and I drove down to Coles and I pulled into Coles and I pulled into the car park and when I pulled into the car park I got a nice really nice little car park there and I parked my car and I jumped out of the car and I walked across the car park and and uh, when I got to the entrance of Coles something supernatural happened the door automatically opened <laughs> I walked in, praise God, and I went and I did my shopping and I got everything that I needed. And when I walked back out, I walked back and the Lord said to me, you missed it. So I walked back and I sat in the car and the Lord said to me, get your phone out, I want to speak to you. And so I sat there in the car and the Lord said to me, I want you to observe. And I began to observe and I realized as the people were walking towards that door, they would come close to something called a proximity sensor. And when they came within the vicinity of the proximity sensor, the door automatically opened. Now one thing you need to realize is that the door did not open when I jumped into my car. The door did not open when I drove down to Coles. The door did not open when I drove into the car park and I parked my car. The door did not open when I sat there and I stepped out and I got out of the car. The door did not open when I walked across the car park. But when I got there... When I got there, come on somebody. When I got there, the door supernaturally opened. Now there's some of us who are still in the car praying for doors to be open. But we are not. Come on, help me preach. Maybe we should close and go home. Come on, somebody. (laughs) How many of you already getting the message? Some of us, we are walking across the car park and we are believing God for doors to open, but the doors are not opening because we are not. Let me tell you, there is a place called. I came to give you a few points on how to get. Come on, somebody. You're doing very well. <laughs> because you've got to understand, if we, don't understand, if we don't learn how to get there, we will perpetually live in frustration. Praying and praying and not understanding why we are not stepping into those things that we are praying and believing God for. God told me, I want you to go and tell my people that I'm getting ready to get them there. Because there is some blessings and there's some breakthroughs and there's some miracles that I want to bring them into. Come on somebody. There is some supplies that I want to bring into their lives. But I need to bring them there so that they can step. He who opens and no one shuts and shuts and no one opens is about to open some doors for you. Come on, help me preach here tonight. Somebody tell your neighbor, get ready for there. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I feel somebody coming close to there. I feel somebody moving close to there. There is somebody in this place. God is about to release his anointing upon your life. And let me tell you the things that you've been lacking in your life. You are about to step into those breakthroughs. You're about to step into that provision. You're about to step into your supply. Come on somebody. And my God can supply. Come on. He will supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. But you've got to get there. Now the first thing that helps us to get there is a small thing called maturity. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor, mature, 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 mature. Galatians chapter 4. Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 to 7. It says, now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, does not differ at all from a slave, though he is master of all. But is under guardians and stewards until the time appointed by the father. You've got to understand that that if I have got a if if you have a twelve year old child or twelve year old son, if you give them a a, a keys to a, a V eight Holden, that is not a blessing. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Why? Because they don't have the maturity to handle that beast. Come on. There are some prayers we are asking God to give us. And let me tell you, all those things are yours, until, but they will never come to you until you come to that place called maturity. That's why the Bible says, now I say to you, the heir, as long as he's a child, he does not differ at all from a slave. He doesn't even own himself. A slave is owned. He doesn't even, that means a slave has no access to the things that are in the house of the master. He has no access to them because he's still immature. Let me tell you, immaturity will keep you from there. There are certain things that God wants to release in the life of God's people. But for us to access them, we have to come to the place of maturity. But the problem we have today is that we've got believers that love to be babies. Love to be babies. I've got a 17-month-old little boy. And let me tell you, I carry him. I am his, I am his, I am his horse. Praise the God. I am his servant. My life is right. He tells me when to sleep, when to get up. I bathe him. I cook for him. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I look after him. I do everything for him. I, I change his diapers. Come on, somebody. Most believers love to be in that place of immaturity because we like to be carried. We like to be carried by pastor. We like to be carried. We want to be visited. We want to be prayed for. We want to come to that place. But you've got to understand if you don't take your op- the opportunity to begin to mature so that you can w- come on somebody. You can bathe yourself for starters. Come on somebody. You can change your own. As a matter of fact, you need to know where to go. Praise God. 
come on somebody. Amen. That means you can go and be able to learn how to cook for yourself. You know how to get what you need when you need it. You've got to understand some of us, we can come to a place where we just love to be babied. And let me tell you, maturity is a decision. You can be saved for 20 years, but if you decide to stay a baby, you will be a baby. Come on, somebody. Now listen to this. He say, Paul put it this way. He said, when I was a child, I spoke as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. In other words, you can know somebody is mature or immature in these three areas. In the area of how we speak. In the area of how we understand. And in the area of, 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 of how we reason or how we, we think about things. I spoke as a child, I understood as a child, and I thought as a child. And whenever we begin to become mature, you will find the way that you speak begins to change. The way that you think begins to change. And the way that you understand things begins to change. It is important for us to understand that there are benefits to maturity. There are benefits to growing up spiritually, to get into that place where we can begin to encourage ourselves in the Lord. Come on, somebody, and begin to pour the, come on, open the word of God and begin to go into the word and not just wait for somebody to spoon feed you on Sunday. Come on, somebody, or Friday night, but God is looking for a mature person who's going to, on Monday, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, who's going to open the fridge of God's word and reach out and Get whatever they need. Come on, somebody. That's called maturity, maturity, maturity. Maturity helps us to get there. It helps us to get there. If we can mature, the Bible says, Peter said this in 1 Peter 2.2. 2, it says, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby. We desire it, not that we can stay in the same place, but so that we may grow thereby. We can come to that place of maturity. And let me tell you, when you get to that place of maturity, there are certain things that God begins to entrust you with. He will begin to entrust you with those keys. He will begin to entrust you with access. He will begin to entrust you with things that only mature people can be entrusted with. Because maturity is the thing that determines whether it is a blessing or a curse. And God is not about cursing us. He is about blessing us. And that is why sometimes he withholds our answers. Because we are not mature enough to get to that place where he can release those things into our lives so that we can become mature. That is why you've got to understand that you got to work on the inside if God's going to trust you on the outside. For what shall it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? You've got to understand if we cannot work on your soul, then God can never trust us with the resources that are on the outside. Why? Because it will cause us to lose our souls. That's what Paul said this way. He said, I pray above all things that you will prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. Why? Because for me to prosper and be in health, that is material prosperity and physical prosperity. I have to understand that it is directly proportional to my soul prospering. 
are prayer above all things that you prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. And so as we begin to develop ourselves on the inside and come to that place of maturity, then on the outside we begin to spring forth and we begin to see resources and blessings. God beginning to release them even into our lives. Come on somebody. That's why the Bible says, seek ye first what? The kingdom of God and his righteousness. Why? Because mature people know priorities. They know how to prioritize. And when you prioritize God, and God can look at your thoughts and your intents, and he sees that you are putting before everything else, then he says, I can trust this person with the resources of heaven. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Somebody say, grow up, grow up, grow up, grow up, grow up, grow up. Mature, mature. The second thing that helps us to get there, the second thing, and this is something that the Lord put in my heart, and I was praying, and I said, Lord, help me to help the body of Christ with this, and this is this, let go of your past. Letting go of your past. One thing that I've realized is that if we have an inability to let go of our past, we will have an inability to step into our future. It is God's responsibility to get you out of Egypt. It is your responsibility to get Egypt out of you. And until you get Egypt out of you, you ain't stepping into the promised land. Come on, somebody. And so you've got to understand that when you get out of Egypt, sometimes we come out of Egypt with a lot of scars and a lot of pain. But you've got to understand for you to step into your promised land, sometimes you may need to let go of some of those past pains from our past. Now Pharaoh may have hurt you, Pharaoh may have wounded you, Pharaoh may have stabbed you in the back, Pharaoh may have dishonored you, he may have criticized you, he may have posted stuff about you on Facebook. But let me tell you, when you get out of Egypt, come on somebody, if any man be in Christ, he is a what? New creation. But for you to be a new creation, two things need to happen. All things are what? Pass away. What do we do when somebody passes away? We bury them or we burn them. Isn't that right? Come on, somebody. All things pass away. That means we are buried that so that we can what? Step into the all things become. Come on. There's no way we can hang on to this and step into this. We have to cut this off and we have to bury the past so that we can be able to step into our future. And sometimes the greatest enemy of your destiny is your past. Sometimes we can hang on to our past and our pain and our issues and the stuff that has happened. It's important that when we come to Christ, we ask God to make us a new creation. In other words, heal us and purge us of Egypt. So that we can be able to put these things in the ground and bury them or burn them. So that we can step into the all things become new. Come on somebody. How many of you know God doesn't pour new wine in old wineskin? 
The old wineskin has to become new for us, for God to be able to release what? New wine. And some of us, we are stuck with the old wineskin situation and mindsets and, 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 and expectations and hurts. And, and we're stuck in that old wineskin place. But God wants us to move from the old wineskin and begin to do our work to get to that place where we become new wineskin. So that when he releases that blessing, it becomes a blessing. We can hold it. But if he releases it before we get there, the wine will be lost and the wineskin will be destroyed. Isn't that what the Bible says? So sometimes God does not release new wine. Even when we are praying, give us new wine. If we are still in Egypt, old wineskin. Come on, somebody. So sometimes we have to come to that place where we let go of the past pains. Yes, Pharaoh lied about you. Yes, Pharaoh hurt you. But when you came through the waters, get that stuff out of you. Come on, somebody. Get rid of the, of the rear view mirror and make sure that you've got your windscreen in front of you because your windscreen has to do with where you're going. Your rear view mirror has to do with where you've come from. Remember Lord's wife. Come on. The Bible says when she looked back, she, stuck, she turned into a pillar of salt. Sometimes you've got to understand, God has called us to go forward and to march forward and not to look back. Because your life will always move in the direction of your focus. Oh, I said your life will always move in the direction of your focus. That is why if you're driving this way and you're driving, don't be sightseeing. You'll end up in the paddock. Why? Because, because your life moves in the direction of your If you're riding a motorbike and you're looking at the pavement, guess where you're going to end up? the pavement they tell you they teach you don't look at it you look straight where you're going come on somebody remember lot's wife remember lot's wife there are certain things when god calls you out of those things you run for your life there is nothing in sodom and gomorrah for you come on somebody those days you used to be in Egypt, you used to be in the clubs, you used to be in alcohol, you used to be in ecstasy, you used to do drugs and do this. Let me tell you, when you come into the wilderness and you meet some difficult believers, never begin to look back at Egypt and how Egypt used to be good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because let me tell you, in the wilderness, sometimes when you deal with difficulties in the wilderness, where you came from begins to look very appealing. I can't trust these believers. Look at what they're doing. My mates in the pub, at least I can trust them. When I was drunk, I found myself at home. They took me home. They looked after me. They always, and, and let me tell you, the devil can demonize your brothers and sisters and glamorize Pharaoh. That is why every time they would talk about going back to Egypt, it was whenever they had difficulties in the wilderness. Whenever they found they didn't have enough to eat or enough to drink or they came into some challenge, immediately they thought about where? Egypt. And this is how you know you are delivered from Egypt. Is when you meet some people in the house of God who chew you up. Come on somebody. 
and treat you badly. Can you show up next Sunday? Come on. Can you show up next Friday? Can you still preach? Can you still minister? Can you still sing? Come on, somebody. When you're walking through the wilderness and you hit some rocks and you hit some things and you're in a place where your feet are bleeding, can you still keep on keeping on? Can you still move? Anytime you begin to think, you know what, it was better when we were there. Moses, why did you bring us out here? Didn't we have enough onions and potatoes? And did we have enough of that? We had all that back there. And let me tell you, it is so easy to forget what Pharaoh did. And until we learn to close the door on our past, we may never be able to step into our, into our future. For us to get there, the old things has to what? Pass away. So that all things may become what? New. Hallelujah. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. Come on somebody. Come on, give God praise. And say, Lord, let this, if there's any area in my life, any area in my life, where I am constantly going back to my old vices. Anytime I meet difficulties, Lord help me. Deliver me. Deliver me. Forward ever, backward never. Forward ever, backward never. Forward ever, backward never. Forward ever, backward never. Never listen to alcohol calling you back to be your comforter. Forward ever, backward never. The third thing, the Bible says that when they came to the border of the promised land, they got there, but they could not really step into it because when they sent in the spies, the spies came back with a report, which I bring out my third point, which is focusing on your opposition instead of focusing on God. The Bible says when they came to the edge of the promised land, they sent out some spies. And when the spies went out, the Bible says they came back and they told the nation. They said there were giants in the place. There were many, many giants. And let me tell you, in life, you have a choice. You can either focus on what is against you. Or you can focus on who is for you. Because if God is for you, then who? Come on, somebody. With every door that God opens for you, there will be opposition. Paul said there's a great and effectual door has been opened for me. And there is great opposition. Now, when you see the door and you see the opposition, you've got an opportunity. You can either focus on the opposition and stay out, or you can focus on the door and go through the opposition. Oh, somebody's going to get that in a minute. When you see the bigness of your God, come on somebody, then no other giant can hinder you, can stop you. Because when you know whose you are, not just who you are, but whose you are, if God be for me, who can be against me? 
Anytime you want to step into a project, you want to start a business, you want to start a shop, you want to step into this venture, you want to step into this entrepreneurship issue situation here. Let me tell you, with every kind of business you do, there will always be barriers to entry. That's what they call it in business. There are barriers to entry. That's why not everybody does that. There are barriers to entry. There are some challenges that you have to, 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 to stand on. But you've got to understand, don't see those challenges as challenges. See them as opportunities. Come on. Every challenge is an opportunity. Nobody would have known David if there was no Goliath. Come on, somebody. So where everybody was shaking in their boots, David said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? This is my opportunity. This is my elevator to the next level. Come on, somebody. If you focus on God, then you will go through every opposition and you will go through every hindrance. You'll be able to cut down every Goliath. Come on, somebody. Every opposition that stands against you. For you to focus on Jesus helps you to get there. Jesus taught Peter this, this, this lesson when he came walking on water. And Peter said, Jesus, if that is you, bid me to come. And Jesus said, come. So he stepped out of the boat and he began to walk on water. And let me tell you, that water represents everything that in life that, that wants to suck you under, that wants to pull you under, that wants to, to drown you and, and overcome you. But as long as his eyes were on Jesus, he had authority over those things that were trying to have authority over him. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of my faith. Come on, somebody. As long as his eyes were on Jesus, everything was under his feet. Let me tell you, the moment your eyes are on him, every challenge, every situation, every demon, every power of darkness is under your feet. But the moment Peter began to take his eyes off of Jesus, he began to sink. And you've got to understand focus is very important. Perspective is very important. When you come into that place, you need to be like Joshua and Caleb who said, we are well able. Because if he can part the Red Sea, come on somebody. If he can feed us breakfast, lunch, and dinner with us out, without us going and digging and planting and waiting for harvest. If one million people or however many there were in the desert had enough to eat, how much can we, how, how is it that we can come to a place where we are so disarmed by focusing on the enemy? If there's anything you should never forget, don't forget what God has done for you. Don't forget the, the one who made a way where there seems to be no way. They said, we are well able. We saw the giants in the land, but they're just our opportunity to step into that land. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. The way we get there is by making sure that we are focusing on those or on the, on the one who is for us and not the one who is against us. Don't worry about who's against you. Don't worry about the opposition. Many times people don't serve God, even in the house of God, because they've got a list of those who are against them and who are not going to support them, those who are not going to stand with them, those who may criticize them. Let me tell you, forget about all your haters and begin to come on. Focus. Hallelujah. Focus, focus on those who are for you and not those who are against you. 
The Bible says that when they came and surrounded Elijah, and they surrounded him, I think it was Elisha, surrounded him. And when they surrounded him, they came with the army, and they were ready to kill him, and his servant woke up, and, and the Bible says he went to the window, and when he opened the window, immediately he was fearful because he saw the army surrounding him. He was scared because his focus was wrong. But when the prophet wakes up, he's like, you know, where's the newspaper? Give me some eggs. I want some toast. And, and his servant is like, what are you? Don't you? I mean, look at what's happening. They're going to kill us. You see, his perspective was right. So he said, Lord, open his eyes. Let him see like I'm seeing. He said, go look again out the window. This is why I'm having breakfast. I'm not even bothered. Come on, somebody. This is why I'm having my coffee while you're running around trying to lock every window and every door and trying to call somebody to come and help us because we have been surrounded. They're going to kill us. So he says, open his eyes, Lord. And when his eyes were open, he looked out the window and yes, he saw the enemy surrounding them, but surrounding the enemies were angels, armies of God were there. And then this is what he said. He said, those who are with us are more than those who are against us. Oh, shakata la brande kesete. Let me tell you, it doesn't matter what the devil, if he gets every demon in hell to come against you. Listen, Lucifer took only a third of the angels. That means there's two thirds. Last time I checked, two thirds is more than a third. Those who are with you are more, come on somebody, than those who are against you. So never make decision based on your opposition. Never make eternal decision based on who's against you and who doesn't stand for you and who doesn't support you. Make sure that you are standing your ground. If God says yes, no man can say no. Come on. Hallelujah. So when you come to the border and you're ready to step into your blessing, focus on Jesus. For every door that God opens, there will always be opposition. And many have turned from the door of opportunity because of the opposition. Many, many have seen the giants in the land and they have turned from the opportunity and the land of flowing with milk and honey because they were scared of what they were looking at. <sighs> Hallelujah. I'm about to finish. Amen. Number four. Somebody say number four. Is it number four? Somebody say strategic partnerships. The next thing that you need to help you get there is called strategic partnerships. Now the Bible tells us how can two walk together unless they are in agreement. You're there and they're there has to be in agreement. Sometimes we can't get there because we are partnered with people who are going in the wrong there. Let me help you understand this. The Bible tells us that God spoke to Jonah and he said to Jonah, I want you to go there. Jonah got in the ship with people who are going there. And nobody got to their there. Come on, somebody. Because they connected and it was not strategic partnership. Yeah. 
Come on, somebody. Sometimes we may be stuck in the middle because we have hooked up with people we don't have any business to hook up with. And so when the storm came, the Bible says that they, they began to throw cast lots and they, the Lord fell on Jonah. They said, Jonah, what are you doing? He said, I am running. I'm fleeing from the presence of God because he told me to go there. But I don't want to go there. I want to go there. But that was not his there. He was going to the wrong there. And he partnered with people who are going into a different there to compare to his there. And so they could not get there. Come on, somebody. And sometimes for you to get to your there, you may need to take some people and heave ho. Come on, go on your Facebook right now. I can see some people are block, 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 block. You don't need to have some of them negative people around you, messing you up, causing you to feel insecure, causing you to feel, come on somebody. God spoke to Abraham. Listen, God spoke to Abraham. And he said to Abraham, get thee out of thy country and from your kindred and from your father's house and go to a land that I will show you. And the Bible says, and Abraham left Haran and Lot went with him. Lot went with him. Did you hear the instruction? Get thee out of your your country and from your father's house and from your kindred, your kind. He said, get away from your kinfolk. Come on, somebody. And saying, go to a land that I will show you. And the Bible says, and Lot went with him. And the Bible says, as long as Lot was with him, he could never see the promise that God had for him. One day, God blessed him and be blessed Lot's uh, people. And the Bible says, their, their flocks increased and his flocks increased and there was conflict. And so he said to Lot, Lot, you need to go away from me. Look anywhere and you go your way. And he looked at the valley where Sodom and Gomorrah was and he said, I'm going to go there because it's well watered and so they separated and the Bible says when he separated himself from Abraham then God said to Abraham go up the mountain look to the north south east and west as far as your eyes will see I will give it to you for inheritance sometimes we can connect with people that we have no business connecting with and when you are unequally yoked come on somebody they you they want to go this way and you want to go this way you will find yourself stuck in the middle and you will never be able to get there let me talk a little bit about what I call strategic partnerships, which actually work. I've talked about what doesn't work. Let me give you an example of those that works. The Bible says when Jesus got into the boat that belongs to Peter and he preached to the people and he told Peter, launch out into the deep. Let your net down for a catch. So he let down the net for a catch and as he was trying to bring the, 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 the fish in, he couldn't bring the fish in because of so much. So he called for his brothers. He called for his friends. He called for other fishermen. Come on, somebody. Because in, he didn't call for the plumber. <laughs> Amen. He called for somebody that is in the same business that they were in. He called for Andrew and his brother and he said, come and help us. And they came out. And when these two who had the same purpose and the same calling and the same mandate came together, they were able to get there. They were able to bring in the harvest into the boat. They were able, come on somebody. 
And when they had gotten, they had seen the breakthrough. It wasn't just Peter and, and, his, and, and his brother that, that followed Jesus. It was also the other two guys who were in the other boat. They left their boats and they followed him. Andrew and his brother, they followed Jesus. Why? Because their there was similar. When you connect with people who has got their same, same, same vision, then you can be able to bring in the harvest. One can put a thousand to flight, two can put ten thousand. Hallelujah. But you have to come to that place of where you're there is connected. Hallelujah. Let me give you one more strategic partnership. The Bible tells us that Samson, at the end of his life, he prayed, God, one more time, anoint me. God's power came upon him, but he was blind. He couldn't see. He had power, but he had no vision. The Bible says a little boy came. He took his hand. Strategic partnerships. Little boy with vision. In the last days, I will pour my spirit upon all flesh. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Do you know the only way Samson could see when he was, when he was sleeping, dreaming? Because in the natural, he couldn't see. When the older generation and the younger generation hold hands, come on somebody. You may have the power and the experience and the anointing, but they may have a level of vision that we may not have. And we need to learn to connect. Come on somebody. Oh, somebody say strategic partnership. Hallelujah. That little boy led him to the pillars and he was able to put his hands on the pillars and he was able to push and that entire thing fell. And in one day, he was able to destroy more Philistines than in his entire life. He was the only man who was anointed by God to kill and to destroy. He was a walking weapon of mass destruction. That's what his anointing was. Come on, somebody. When he was killing time, the spirit of God would come upon him and he killed people. He was anointed. That was his ministry. But you know what? He was able to fulfill his ministry when he had strategic. Come on. Come on. Some of you may know how to build products, but you don't know how to sell Connect with somebody who can sell. And he will get you there. Come on. You can build the greatest invention. But if you don't know how to put it out there. It's going nowhere. Strategic partnership. I'm going to finish with this. The wisdom of waiting. The wisdom of waiting. Let me put it this way. Patience will get you there. Patience will get you. There's some promises that God gives you that require for you to wait. And if you try to help God, Abraham, I will bless you and your descendants shall be like the sons of the seashore and the stars in the sky. Then God goes away for 25 years. And so he's waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting. 
finally realizes after a few years and his wife is in a place she can't even bear kids and like, we got to help God. We got to help God. Hebrews, the Bible says in Hebrews that we are to imitate those who through faith and patience obtain the promise. It's not enough to have faith, Abraham. Faith without patience produces Ishmael. Come on. Faith with patience gets you there to where you end up with your Isaac. Now, what did he do? He realized we need to help God because God is taking too long. So they concocted a plan that we are paying for it to this day. Just read your newspaper. I'm leaving it there. This is going online. Aeroplanes in buildings, I'll leave it there. We are struggling to this day because somebody was not patient to wait on God. Who through what? Faith and patience. Patience will help you to get there. There are some miracles you will never receive from God until you learn to wait. He spoke to the 500. He said, tarry ye in Jerusalem until you endure it with power from on high. They went in there. Okay, we're waiting. Oh no, they're not speaking in tongues. The Holy Ghost are not come here. <laughs> we're waiting. What do people do before tongues? I don't know. They are rocking back and forth. <laughs> He said to wait five days, ten days. Okay, that's it. Enough. I've waited ten days. I'm out of here. I gotta open my shop. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I gotta go. But there was 120 out of the 500 that waited. That waited because there was a promise. There was a promise. Sometimes to wait is sacrificial. It will cost you. To wait will cost you. Promotions may pass you by because you're waiting. Opportunities may pass you by because it looks like you're waiting. But let me tell you, time with God is never wasted time. Let Ahab jump in his horses and head to Jezreel. Going up the mountain, the wrong direction, is not a waste of time. Time with God is never wasted time. Elijah said to, to the king Ahab, he said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Ahab jumped in his horses and he went to Jezreel. He began to climb the mountain. I believe it took him a while to get to the top. Can you imagine how far the king had get gotten with his king's chariots? And so when he gets up the top to wait upon the Lord, they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You know what? He was waiting on God on top of the mountain, waiting, praying, go and look, go and look, waiting and waiting and waiting. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. And the Bible says they shall run and not be weary. So when the Holy Spirit, when God said that prayer has been answered, the Spirit of God came upon him and he began to tie his clothes. 
And he began to run and he ran. And the Bible says he ran down the hill and he started running across the valley. And as he was running, you know, the king had had, had, I don't know how much head start he was going. And here comes Elijah. Come on, somebody. And as he was overtaking him, he said to him, King, some may trust in horses, some may trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. And he overtook him and he got to the destination before him. The best way to have a shortcut in life is to understand that patience is the key to your breakthrough. Sometimes patience will get you there. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. I'm going to be patient. I am going to be patient. Hallelujah. I'm going there. That's right, brother. (laughs) If God promised you, let me tell you, he's not a man that he should lie. Not a son of man that he should repent. If he said it, he will do it. He promised, was it Joshua? He said, Joshua, the sun will not go down until you have got victory. The sun will go down. So what was he doing? Joshua was fighting, 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 and he could see the sun was going down. He lifted up his sword and he reminded God. He said, sun, sun, stand still in the valley of Ajalon. Now, let me tell you, the sun does not move. It's the earth that spins. God stopped the earth from spinning. (sighs) Some of you are going to get that level of miracle. This earth, the entire planet stopped spinning so that the sun looked like it was still up there. If it can stop the entire planet from rotating, what is cancer? What is diabetes? Come on, somebody. What is barrenness? Come on, somebody. Which one is a bigger miracle? Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If God said it, he will do it. I said he will do it. If he has to stop the planet from rotating for his word to come to pass, he will do it. The earth may pass away, but his word will never pass away. If he has spoken it, it will come to pass. So just park yourself in the place called patience. Let me finish with this last verse. Luke 21 verse 19. By your patience, possess your souls. By your patience, possess your soul. What is your soul? Your mind, your will, and your emotions. Control your mind, your will, and your emotions. With patience. Because on the other side, Isaac is awaiting you. And Isaac means laughter. Come on, somebody. Don't settle for sorrow that comes from Ishmael. Isaac is around the corner. Isaac is around the corner. I said, Isaac is around the corner. Hallelujah. 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 So even if God looks like he has delayed and things have gone from bad to worse and you have buried Lazarus, keep believing. Didn't I tell you that if you believe, 
you will see. The world says seeing is believing, but in the kingdom, believing is seeing. Did I tell you that if you will believe, you will see? Don't be moved by what you see. Be moved by what you believe. So it doesn't matter what my bank account looks like. Come on, somebody. Doesn't matter what my car looks like. Can be held together by Christian bumper stickers. (laughs) But that's okay. Come on, somebody. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm moved by what I believe. Better days are coming. Come on, somebody. Your Lazarus may be in the grave, but Jesus is about to show up. And he is the resurrection and he is the life. Can I have some musician up up on there or or some keyboard player up there or play something in the background? Because we're going to release something in this place. But I want you right now to begin to pray and say, God, help me to get there. Help me to get there. If anything I have shared has touched you and you feel like, Lord, this was for me. I need to make an adjustment. Let me tell you, there's going to be miracles and healings and breakthroughs and deliverances that are waiting for us. But we need to get there. We need to get there we need to get there we need to get to that place some of us to get there we have to believe the report of the lord whose report will you believe there could be reports coming in telling you listen don't bother the master your daughter has died and jesus is telling you only believe that is what will get you there to where your child rises up you've got to say i will believe the report of the lord let me tell you faith does not deny fact but faith changes fact yes you may have that condition you may have a report that says you've got that situation in you but let me tell you faith will change that fact only believe only believe only believe I choose to believe hallelujah I choose to believe My child is not dead. He's only sleeping. Jesus said he's only sleeping. That means that that child is about to come alive. In other words, we are speaking those things that be not as though they are until they become. Come on somebody. And now let the weak say, I am strong. And the poor say, I am rich. Whose report will you believe? I choose to believe the report of the Lord. So I'm not moved by what I see. I am moved by what I believe. I am blessed in the city. Blessed in the field. Blessed going out and blessed coming in. Come on somebody. My bread is blessed. My hands are blessed. My business is blessed. My church is blessed. My ministry is blessed. My life is blessed. My family is blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 I want you right now to begin to reposition and position yourselves because God wants to get you there. He wants to get you there in the name of Jesus. Some of us, we've got wrong beliefs that are holding us from there. We believe that God is trying to teach us something with our condition, with our sickness, with our disease. God is not a child abuser. He doesn't give you cancer to teach you humility. When I want to teach my child that fire burns, I don't hold his hands over the oven. Come on, somebody, over over the flame. That's child abuse. Yet we say that God does that. If you being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Every good and perfect gift comes from above. If it is not good and if it is not perfect, then it didn't come from above. 
That's how you test. Look at what's in your life. If it is not good and it is not perfect, it did not come from above. But the Bible says the thief cometh not but to what? Steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I'm come, says the Lord, that you might have what? Life and that much more abundantly. Sometimes we have ascribed to God the works of Satan. And that can keep us from there. We have believed a lie. And so we have empowered the liar in our lives. If you believe a lie, you empower the liar to work and to hold you captive. That's what the Bible says. You shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. I like that translation that says make you free. More than the one that says set you free. Because if you are made free, then you are free indeed. That means your very selves, everything about you exudes freedom. When they see you walking down the road, they say freedom is walking down the road. It's not that you are just being set free. You are made free. Because anything that is set free can be put in bondage again. But whatever is made free is free indeed. Because you become the very embodiment of freedom. Whenever you walk, people around you get healed because you, you are... This is a level of revelation. Hallelujah. There is another level. Divine health. Yes, we are praying for healings, but there is a level called divine health where you don't even get sick. John G. Lake knew what that was. Come on, somebody. They put a disease on his hand. They put, you know, the plague that killed people. He put his hand under the microscope and they looked at that and they saw it die. And they said, how is it that it is dying in your hands? You know what he said? He said, if the spirit who went into the grave and found a corpsified remains of Jesus and cause his blood to be which was coagulated begin to warm up and cause his joints where rigor mortis had set in to begin to become warm and, and the stiffness began to leave his body and, and, and the blood began to flow and his heart began to beat and his brain activity started coming up and three days later he took a deep breath if the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you he that raised Christ from the dead shall quicken. What is, it, what is harder? To raise the dead or to keep you from flu? I was watching the other day, telly, and they said, we are stepping into flu season. Not my house. I refuse that in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody. I exempt myself. <laughs> As for me and my house, divine health. Come on somebody. I don't want to be contending for healing. I want to walk in divine health. If the spirit who raised Christ from the dead dwells, this is a miracle meeting. I want to, I want to come on. I want to get you to that place where you have a New Testament faith. Not an Old Testament faith. In the Old Testament, if somebody with leprosy touches you, you become unclean. In the New Testament, when those with leprosy touched Jesus, they became clean. 
Some of us, we still got an Old Testament mindset. Come on, somebody. Oh, I step into an elevator with somebody with COVID. I live with COVID. No, they should live with healing. Come on, somebody. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Upgrade your faith. There it is high. Come on, there's more to it than just healing. You can step in the, you can walk in divine health. People are coughing in the elevator and you step in there. Come on, somebody. They leave that place totally healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Jesus. I remember my pastor back in Kenya. One time he was in a bus going somewhere. And, they, and, and you know, in, in Africa, we don't have ambulances like we have over here. And so this man brought his wife into the bus. to take. She was in a very bad state. Couldn't even walk. And he was holding them up. And, and so he stood up to give him, give this 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 man's wife uh, the, the, the seat in the bus and as soon as that lady sat down started shaking totally got up and the sickness whatever was wrong with her was completely gone totally healed hallelujah this is what Peter did Peter everybody was asking where was Peter going but, and, and they, where was Peter and they were lay sick people there Peter wasn't going around saying in the name of Jesus be healed in the name, no he was just going for breakfast in the morning just where's KFC where's McDonald's gonna get a happy meal some hash browns praise God and some he's just walking and pe- behind him they're coming out of their, their I mean they're just getting healed everywhere because that man didn't just walk in divine health. He, they, they was, when you get to that place, you begin to leak healing. Come on, somebody. Miracles begin to flow. You carry an atmosphere of wholeness and healing and miracles. So if we are believing God for healing, upgrade your faith to New Testament faith. When they touch you with their condition, they should be getting healed. Not you carrying their condition. Come on, somebody say upgrade, 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 upgrade. Come on, this is a miracle meeting. Upgrade. Lord, give us supernatural upgrades. Supernatural. When we step into the aeroplane, when we're sitting on the lounge, when we're going through shaking people's hands, Lord, we're releasing the kingdom of God. We're releasing the kingdom of God so that his will is being done on earth as it is being done in heaven. We're releasing the kingdom of God. We're releasing the kingdom kingdom of God bring us to that place where we have an upgraded faith in the name of Jesus we exempt up first of all exempt yourself right now open your mouth thou shalt declare a thing and it shall be established of thee exempt yourself from the flu season they're talking about say in the name of Jesus as for me and my house pass over come on somebody it will all pass over. We are not, we, that will not be our portion in Jesus' mighty name. You send your child to daycare. They don't come in with running nose. No, I refuse that in Jesus' name. Let that little fella be, be, be a carrier of healing. An ambassador of healing. When they go into that daycare, you, you don't send them in fear. You send them in faith. That little toddler class, they're all just going to get healed. The miracles are just going to flow. Come on, somebody. We are not people of fear. We are people of faith. Come on. I came to upgrade your faith a little bit. Hallelujah. 
I need to give you more than just to pray for you to be healed. I want you to carry this. So you become a carrier. Create capacity. Father, we thank you. We thank you. We increase... We increase our capacity spiritually right now. We increase our capacity to carry greater faith. To believe God for the impossible. Father, we exempt ourselves right now from everything that has been declared and every seasonal thing has been declared on this earth. We thank you that from today we become carriers of your divine will which is to heal to set free and let your kingdom come on this earth you and I we were created out of the earth out of the soul out of the the bible says and he reached down and he picked this this mud and this sand this this soil and he formed it into man and he breathed into it and it became a living soul so father we thank you your your, your kingdom come on this earth here so that your will be done on earth as it is being done in heaven 